All conversations and information contained within the Total Health and Fitness Podcast is intended for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse anything you hear on this show with treatment, medical advice, or direction. Nothing on this podcast is meant to supplement or supersede the relationship with your medical caretakers. Although James is a licensed massage therapist, certified health coach, personal trainer, yoga, and martial arts instructor, he is not functioning in these roles in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who appear on this show. podcast. I am James Louie. I am the owner of Charleston Integrated Wellness, and thank you for joining me for another episode. Today's topic, I want to talk about getting more movement out of our daily, out of our daily lives. Um, the idea that our population is sedentary is something that's talked about a lot in the news. Um, it's brought up a lot in health and wellness articles, and being sedentary is leading to a lot of our health problems in general. Um, it's easy to see why we become sedentary. I mean, prior to the pandemic, we were, you know, all our devices, electronics uh, have been keeping us inside more. Uh, children, especially or kids, are looking more at their devices and being online instead of being outside and active. That goes for adults as well. And then obviously the pandemic when kids, kids and young adults were shifted to online learning and, and people going to college as well. And then obviously jobs changed to being sedentary. So it's a big topic, and I think it's a good idea to kind of define and speak about sedentariness before we move into the ideas of increasing more movement in our daily lives. So some statistics and some, um, some thoughts about it is approximately 31% or one-third of the global population um, ages 15 and above is considered sedentary. Uh, the, da- the average daily duration of sedentary behavior for this population is considered 7.7 hours of being sedentary. And as I mentioned before, this is due because increased, um, you know, occupational sedentariness due to at-home office work, or not even at-home office work. I mean, if you're working, you know, prior to the pandemic in a regular office, you were sitting for most of the day. And if you had a really high pressure or an important job, you really couldn't leave the computer. You were at the computer all the time, probably more than seven hours a day you were at the computer. Uh as I mentioned already, television, video devices, uh, all these things sitting in front of a computer for school. And also this leads to something else. It limits the amount of direct human interaction, which I'll probably do a separate episode on the importance of, of human um, uh, interactions and building those kind of interpersonal relationships. Um, so consequently, the associated health problems from sedentary behavior are on the rise because of all these things. Uh, they are a wide-ranging um, set of impacts on the human body, in, including it just causes an increase in all-cause mortality, cardiovascular disease, um, cancer risks go up, risks of metabolic disorders such as diabetes, hypertension, um, and dyspolemia uh, go up, muscle skeletal or disorders go up, um, such as osteoporosis. Depression increases when you're not moving as much, and also cognitive impairment goes down because our movements actually help us build and strengthen our brain. Uh, so why is this? I mean, aside from the things that have caused it, why are people not trying to incorporate more movement in their life? And there's lots of reasons. This can go into behavior change. This can go into home life, work life. Uh, it's also part of the way that the health and fitness industry has kind of uh, approached this topic. Uh, 
it's, you know, it's sort of just telling you increase your activity levels without trying to work on the behaviors behind um, creating good activity levels and increasing activity levels in the day. Um, but there is good news. I mean, if you fall into this category and you're listening to this and you're like, I spent a lot of time and I didn't realize I was that sedentary, that's okay. If you increase your physical activity, it can immediately affect and offset these sedentary behaviors. Um, and it's not even like a lot of extra activity you have to do. It's it to offset those behaviors. So that's, that's the good news. Um, you know, a meta-analysis reported that mortality was not elevated in people engaging in high levels of moderate to physical uh, activity. Um, and this, this activity is 60 to 75 minutes of moderate uh, intense physical activity a day, um, even when they had uh, greater, eight, greater than eight hours of sedentary time a day. So if you can get in that moderate um, to, in, to slightly intense physical activity a day and you're still sitting around all day, you can still offset that mortality risk. Now, is that, is that the best way to do it? No, uh, but we'll talk about that in a few moments. Um, now, the reason why I kind of talk about movement and not say exercise is because exercise is, is I categorize as something different. When we're talking about this kind of movement to increase in your day, I'm talking about what we call in the health and wellness field is non-thermogenic, a non-exercise activity thermogenesis or NEAT. That's the acronym NEAT. Um, and this is the energy expended for everything that we do that is not sleeping, eating, or sports-like exercise. So all the movements that you do that is not specifically targeted that you would do in the gym is considered neat. Um, and all the things that are considered neat range from walking to work, uh, performing yard work, um, undertaking like household chores, um, even this, this trivial or seemingly trivial, cause I wouldn't call it trivial physical activities increase metabolic rates substantially. And it is the cumulative impact of the multitude of exothermic actions that culminate in an individual's daily need. And that's the, that's one of the definitions of meat and how meat can be so important in your daily life. So this is it. This is just, I'm going to give you some ideas now that you can try to incorporate in your daily life to maybe offset, um, sedentary behavior. Um, even if you're not sedentary, these extra things could help you just feel good and get more movement out, out of your body. As it's, it's said in the physical therapy field, and it's probably said in the health and wellness field as well in general, you know, motion is lotion. The more movement you can do, the better your joints will feel, the better your muscles will feel, the better all the systems of your body will feel. So here are some basic things. Remember, when I give out tips, I don't expect you to, to try to do all of these in, in one week in one day it's, it's best to try them out one at a time and even try them out like for a week at a time and see if it works for you uh so number one way to increase your need or movement during the day is to add exercise to your breaks so if you're if you're working wherever you're working either at home or office probably easier if you're at home but you know if you have a good office space uh, and they don't mind you doing certain things and on your breaks then you can do them so if you're if you get up to use the restroom Try to take the long way around, either in your home or your office, you know, to increase more steps. Ideally, you should try to get up every 20 to 30 minutes that you've been sitting for a period of time and take that lap around the building, uh, take that lap around your house. Uh, if, you're, if you're even more inclined and physically fit, you could, uh, you know, get up and walk and also incorporate maybe like five push-ups, five body squats, 
whatever it is, but every, every 20 minutes you should get up and take a walk around. Uh, ideally you could walk around for five to 10 minutes at a time, but you know, probably working either your job, you don't have that kind of time. You probably have enough time just to get up and go to the bathroom and come back or get a snack or get your lunch and come back. So try to make that, that time you're out of your chair for as long as possible. If you, if you can even, even stand, um, while you're doing some of your work, that's even better for you. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is to either walk to work, go on bike to work, or not even work, just if you're doing errands. If you're a grocery store or any place that you have to go for an errand is near enough that you can walk, um, then you should try to do or get there on bike. Um, you know, baby steps, you know, you don't want to like, I don't want you pedaling for miles on it if you haven't done this before or start walking for miles if you haven't walked for miles before. Uh, if it's, if walking is something that you do, you just only do it periodically or biking is something you do periodically, then I would recommend maybe just setting some time aside to go for a walk or go for a bike ride. But if you're someone who's used to riding a bike and used to walking, then it's a great way to increase some movement in your, in your week, let alone end your day. Uh, I mentioned it before. Number three is stand when you can, if you're able to stand at your desk or stand at your job or or stand when you're doing work, uh, that, that's even better. Standing burns more calories than sitting. Uh, it also gives a signal to the body that you're a little bit more active than being in a seated position. So um, it helps with those cognitive improvements and overall health improvements. Uh, this next one, number five, well, not number five, sorry, number four, is uh, take stairs when you can. Um, you know, so if you have to go to appointments or you're in a, working in a building or a place, uh, that has the elevator, skip the elevator, uh, and take the stairs. Um, st- climbing stairs for 15 minutes, um, according to the, the studies, averages 120 calories of burning, so stairs are great. Um, again, if you are not used to doing stairs or stair climbing that much, I, I would recommend just incorporating daily before setting your timer and trying to get 15 minutes of stairs. And again, the goal of the things I'm talking about here is not to plan it like you plan exercise. Um, unless you're really sedentary, then yes, you should probably set your timer and say, oh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do five minutes of walking, I'm gonna do 10 minutes of walking. Uh, so stairs. Uh, you know, another thing that, that is good, not just for getting more uh, neat time in, but also getting some mental clarity and is probably good for your emotional health too, is, is cleaning up or doing yard work. Uh, if you clean up and straighten up the house, uh, you know, vacuuming, laundry, tidying up, organizing, all of those things count as neat and they're movement for your body. Plus, usually, I mean, I clean my house every week. So when I'm cleaning my house, I'm usually crouching, folding forward, reaching up. So I'm also getting a lot of range of motion in my body when I'm doing that as well. Um, and this, the, well, those have got two more for you. So uh, walking while you wait. So if you're, you know, if you're somewhere and you're waiting for somebody, you get, uh, you're supposed to meet somebody and they're a little late, try to walk a little bit. If you're at the Starbucks or anywhere else where you're picking up something and there's space, maybe you can do some pacing, walk around a little bit, just get more movement going. I also recommend, you know, this other tip is if you're catching up with friends or family on the phone, uh, take a walk. That's what I try to do with my phone calls. Uh, when someone calls me or I'm calling them to catch up, I, I use that phone call catching up time to get a little walk in that day. Um, and you'd be surprised when you're talking to somebody, how quickly the time can pass. Um, and I would just recommend walking in general is a great exercise. I know when I first started as a trainer, 
and people would tell me, what do you do for exercise? I would say walking. I would, I would poo poo that. And it's, I just didn't, I didn't have the knowledge that I have now to, to recognize how important it is just to walk. Walking is something, it's a form of movement slash exercise that everybody has access to for the most part. Obviously, obviously if you're have any other issues or dis, dis, disabilities, you not, it's not as easy, but there's other things we can focus on in other episodes that talk about that. But, you know, it's something that you can do um, relatively easy and um, you could do it in your house. I mean, especially at the pandemic, there was a lot of house walking going on. We couldn't go outside. So I recommend increased walking. But I also recommend for all of these tips, you do them one at a time. You try them out. Um, different tips can be used on different days. So, you know, you have, there's a lot of different strategies here. And the real message I want to get out there in this podcast is just to move more. Um, so that, that'll be it for today. Uh, if you're enjoying these episodes so far, uh, please follow uh, slash subscribe to the podcast. I'd also greatly appreciate it if you could leave a rating and a review because that does help it get out to other people. Um, if you know somebody who would benefit from hearing this podcast, please uh, share. And if you're interested in reaching me directly, um, you can d- message me. I have the uh, Facebook uh, page for my business, Charleston Integrated Wellness. You can look that up and message me there. You could also email me at charlestonintegratedwellness at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to um, happy to reach back out to you. And if you have uh, if you have a want to hear me talk about something in a future podcast, you can also email me there as well. So I hope this podcast was helpful to you. I hope those are some tips to increase movement in your daily life, and I will talk to you in the, in the next episode.